Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benton. And I'm Ben Bolin. That's uh, Noel over here being our super producer today. What's up, man? Hi, Noel. And today we are going to talk about something that it's a little tough to pronounce. Yes. Anki Drive. Yep. Now a lot of Americans might say Anki. Yankee, um, yeah. Like it rhymes with Yankee. Yeah, I guess so. It's like on key or, or like almost like you're saying you're saying donkey. Yeah, it's spelled A N K I. And this is interesting. Now, Scott, as we're recording this, uh, it's actually Halloween. So happy Halloween to you, sir. Likewise, Ben. Thank you. And uh, what we are about to cover may just set off a Christmas toy craze. Yeah, it's right about that time, isn't it? So mm. this is a, a potential gift for somebody in your life that uh, maybe enjoyed slot cars earlier on, right? Yeah, now for everybody who's not as old or square as us, Scott, what is a slot car? Oh, that's, uh, well, it's like a, boy, I don't know how to describe this the best way, I suppose. It's just a, a small toy car track that, mm-hmm. that you sit on a desktop or on the floor, and the cars ride around the track, you know, using these slots to guide them along the way. They have copper contacts that, you know, provide electricity, allow them to move. Mm-hmm. We've talked about slot cars in the past. We've done a, a, a complete episode on slot cars. And it was a long one. It was a it was a good one too. I really enjoyed doing the slot car episode. I think we were both surprised by how in depth we went on slot cars. Yeah, it was fun. But you know, slot cars were fun toys to play with. Mm-hmm. I remember playing with them. I'm sure you do. Yep. And you know, there were variations of that along the way. In fact, there's one that this this Anki Drive reminds me a little bit of, and I want to save it to the very end. Uh, a very specific racetrack that I had when I was a kid that I think maybe our listeners can relate to. All right, we'll. Build up to that, and we've got that for the end. Now let's start just diving into, um, let's just start diving into this idea. One line that you have from our notes is that they're being called the 21st century version of the slot car, but they're slot free. 
Yeah, that's a strange way to put it, I suppose. I mean, people remember the, the excitement, the, uh, the way that the, that the, uh, the toy is set up, I suppose, is, is a lot like slot cars without the slots. You don't even have a, you don't even have the metal on the track anymore like you did before. Right. This you don't a, have to deal with the, uh, huge battery packs a, either. A, exactly. This is a very simple, toy to use and if you haven't looked it up already i mean maybe already have before you even open this podcast but look up anki drive and just to get an idea of what we're talking about because i think it'll help you along the way and basically what it is ben i can tell you kind of the basics of of the the system and then we can just go from there how about that all right so it's it's a system that is you know it's toy cars that are controlled by any ios device like Anything that uses the Apple operating system. Right. Like, uh, iPhone, iPad, even an iPod touch. Yeah, something like that. But if you're using the iPhone, it has to be something that's 4S and above. I think that was the rule. Right. And it also uses an app and something that's called Bluetooth Low Energy. Right. Uh, Bluetooth Low Energy, just what it sounds like. What they're saying is that this, this app, which, uh, can communicate with the cars, is not going to suck up all of your phone's energy instantly doing it. Exactly. And these cars drive around on this rollout map uh, mat that looks like a just a vinyl banner almost. It's something that is so simple. You know, you used to have to snap those pieces of track together mm-hmm. and you used to have to get everything lined up just right. And then you had to take a you know a copper penny and clean the contacts. Right. Had to really work at getting the thing up and going and get all the electrical connections correct, plug in the transformer, do mm-hmm. all that stuff, right? This one, you roll out the mat and you start playing, really. That's about as simple as it is. Right. And the cars themselves are being run from this app. So you just have to put the cars down on that, on, on this mat, which if you look at it from overhead, it's essentially a loop and you put them down on this, on this, this kind of stylized loop and then they start going. But this simplicity is deceptive because this is a very, very smart system. Um, to, to continue what we're saying in the, in the base kit, the starter kit, which you can get, uh, at Apple stores, you get two cars, you get the mat, you get, um, access to the app, but I think you can download the app now on your phone without buying the starter kit. That's correct. Uh, so all of, and you can buy another additional car for 70 bucks a pop. Um, this also comes with, uh, m- multi-USB charging cable so that you can charge the cars via USB when you're not using them. But there's a very, 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 very big difference between slot cars and Anki, and it's not even whether or not the slot's there. It's AI. Yeah, it's artificial intelligence. And this thing is like kind of like the first home application of AI that is, I mean, I don't want to say the very first because I hate saying that it's the very first of anything. It's the, I, I think we can qualify this enough to get out of the woods here, Scott. It's the very first example of AI in this kind of physical racing toy. That's a fantastic way to put it, Ben, because it, it's using artificial intelligence to race against you in competition. So this is, this is so crazy. I mean, you can play, you can play you know, on your own with one car on the track and have, you know, two or even three other cars that are driving against you and they're actively against you in this, in this system. Right. Like they're trying to shut you out. They're yeah. trying to nose you off well, the track. You can play all different types of games, you know, where they're yeah. just kind of mindlessly going around the track, uh, you know, that, that they're just driving on their own. The AI is driving them on this track and you're driving one of the cars. So you're, you're responsible for keeping it on the track on your own, in your own vehicle. 
But then you can set up these different games where you can play like, you know, they're trying to block you or, you know, you have to pass the cars uh, three times in order to win the race or yeah. whatever it happens to be. You know, there's a lot of different games that they're kind of still in the in the process of setting up. But it seems like it's going to be a really fun system. Yeah. And you pair your phone or your, you know, your device via the app to a specific car so you can additionally add some other cool superpowers to your car, like you can give it a tractor beam to slow cars down ahead of you. You can also even have a quote-unquote pulse weapon, which can disable a car momentarily. Yeah, rail guns. I mean, we'll get into the That's specifics. dirty pool, though. We, it is, yeah, but that's one of the fun games you can play. And we'll get into the, the yeah, car. Yeah. We're going to get into the cars. We're going to get into the track. And then, you know, at the end, something that, you know, I want to talk about, you know, that, that this reminds me of, I suppose. But, you know, the, the, the whole thing is that, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this either, either but you can't, you don't have to just play solo versus the artificial intelligence. Right. You can just, your other, your friends can pair their phones. Yeah. You can go head to head with anybody. Like Ben, you and I could race. We could even mm-hmm. include Noel and we could have three cars on the track or mm-hmm. we could have two cars and then two AI controlled cars. Cause there's a, any combination of four vehicles is allowed. And you mentioned the starter kit that sells for about $199. And that comes with, you know, the, the two cars that you mentioned, the charging mm-hmm. stations, the track and all that stuff. But you can get, two additional cars, if you up to two additional cars, for $69 each. So if you want to go all out and get four cars and the track and the whole starter kit and everything, it's going to cost you about $337. And we could have a podcast racing championship, Scott. That's uh, you know, that's a fantastic idea. I would love doing that. Yeah, we have to watch out for uh, Kristen Conger. I bet she's a shark. Yeah, I bet so. I bet so. She's probably, yeah, she's probably really good at this. Well, there's only one way to find out, but before we do, let's make sure that we know everything about this system that we're thinking of buying. Um, one thing that we, we should get into are specifics. So these are battery charged. We talked about, uh, plugging them into USB when it's not in progress, right? When there's not a game in progress. So mm-hmm. just an eight minute charge, according to their website can give you up to 20 minutes of gameplay. And that is incredible because it seems like it's always the reverse whenever I'm buying a, a new toy, you know, that I yeah. like to, I like to mess around with little, like, you know, those little helicopters that you can buy and, you know, the, uh, uh, charge for 24 I mean, hours. I'm going to mention a brand name, those air hog, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the air hog toys. Those are fun to play with, right? So you yeah. can, and they're sort of like semi disposable. I mean, they, they, you know, take them outside and you crash them a few times and that's about it. And then you buy a new one, right? Mm-hmm. So. You know, it seems like you would charge them for 20 minutes and get about 10 minutes of play out of them, if that. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about it. It's just that's the way it seems to work out. Because it's, it's such an energy uh, requirement. Yeah, it it's such a big, so much. It's a big draw, right? I yeah. mean, it takes a lot to keep a vehicle in the air, you know, so, something like that. And this, this runs on very, very low energy, so you get a lot of play for just a little bit of charge time. And let's talk about the physical track. How big is it? Uh, it rolls out. The mat itself rolls out to about three and a half feet by eight and a half feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're only supposed to use it indoors. So I don't know if there's ever going to be an extreme Unky Drive thing where people are climbing Everest and playing it up there. You know what? Let's talk about the track right now before we yeah. talk about the cars. How about that? Let's That's just uh, let's get into kind of the, the specifics of it, I guess. I mean, you mentioned already that it's kind of like, um, you said it's a circuit. It's more of a, I guess it's an oval with one side that's kind of like pushed in. Perfect. Yeah, so it's got a little bit of a bend in one side. So there's uh, there's some skill involved in driving this course. It's not exactly that easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a soft surface that you can you know roll out anywhere on the floor or t- uh, you know a table or something like that. As long as it's flat, mm-hmm. no problem. And it looks kind of like uh, as I mentioned, a, like a vinyl banner or a sign. It's a very thick vinyl, very um, um, 
they put it together so that it won't roll up at the corners. They've really thought a lot about the product itself. Right. And, uh, just like the rest of the stuff included in the starter kit, this is also deceptively simple. Yeah. It's, it's way more complex than it looks. Exactly. And you should not fold it. You know, no. you don't, don't put a crease in it in don't any way. Don't mess with it. Don't step on it. Don't clean it with any chemicals or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Because when you look carefully at the surface, because, you know, initially you look at it and it looks like this, uh, just a black field, right? Right. Almost like you're driving on just the, uh, just a, a black coated surface with nothing on it. And the rest of the stuff is, you know, where all the action's happening. That's not the case. The track is covered with this pattern code that's only visible via infrared. Yeah. And what happens is that, the uh the cars read the codes on the track as they're moving and it lets them know where they are and where the other vehicles are uh relative to one another. Did you hear how fast this thing is doing this, Ben? How fast is it? Five hundred times per second is what the AI is searching uh on the track. It's kind of it's incredibly smart in the way it does this. It's 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 searching the track all the time for its location. And determining where it is on the track and where where everything else is around it. So it's not only determining its own position, it's communicating with the other cars and figuring out where they are and what its next move should be. And it, and it constantly is searching and looking and, and it's learning, Ben. The, the AI system is unique in that it's not just mindlessly going around this thing. It's, it's, it's learning as it goes, which is mm-hmm. a bit scary in that it learns your traits. Like the more you drive your car on the track against the AI system – the more it learns about the way you drive and it knows what to do to, you know, counteract that. If you're playing the game where it's not supposed to, you know, allow you to pass. Right. It knows what your next move is going to be. And it, it knows gets, if you swerve left or it, right. It becomes very, very skilled quickly at learning how to block you. Yes. And also in terms of the replay factor, it makes it so much more interesting and engaging. Although, yes, a little bit Skynet-ish. A little bit. Yeah, I think you're right. And you know what? One thing we need to mention about the track, I think, is that, you know, if it does get dirty, and it, sometimes it does, you know, there's a, there's a method to clean it. It doesn't, you know, it's not that, you know, once it's dirty, that's it. It doesn't it doesn't get ruined. You just can't use right. chemicals to clean it. Right. In fact, they're pretty conscientious about the way these things operate. And, and so that in the starter kit with your cars, you get a tire cleaning pad that you have, you know, used to kind of remove any kind of debris that may be stuck on the tires. Because, you know, in, in slot cars, you had a lot of debris that was stuck in the slot that would build up on there. Yeah, and you, you have know. to take the penny. Exactly. And you'd have to clean the con- the copper contacts underneath and all that. And there's there's a little bit of maintenance involved with these things like that because there's, you know, we'll talk about what the cars have underneath in just a moment. But this tire cleaning pad is part of the starter kit. You know, the, the software itself will determine, will tell you if your tires are becoming clogged up and, and they recognize any kind of loss of performance in the car. Right, because they know the uh, intervals of the codes, right? Exactly. So they will tell you that your wheels are dirty and it's time to pull over. It requires a cleaning. So yes, yeah, so you'll get called into the pit. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happens. So it's uh, it's really it's a remarkable system in that you know all these different things that it will tell you. I mean, it tells you just about everything and, and the way the ai works it you know and the track work together it allows the ai cars to maintain their lane when other cars are on on the tracks uh, track too so they've got kind of a uh, a logical pattern that they're following that they're they're routinely going through and all of this together i mean it is just so cool to me that this thing is learning how you drive, it learns itself how to drive, how to better navigate the course based on the traffic, you know, whether there's two cars on the track, three, four, whatever it happens to be. I think four is the max right now. Right now, four is the max, but also this is a work in progress, and they're going to be adding some other changes. 
We still have some details about this we have to talk about, namely the cars. But I have something else to ask you before we go any further. What's that? It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. And let's segue back. Scott, we have to talk about these cars because these cars are amazing. Yeah, they are. They're fantastic. They've got a lot of uh, really neat features to them as well. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, basics first. Uh, they're about three and a quarter inches uh, lengthwise, uh, about uh, almost two inches wide, 1.75 wheelbase, about an inch and a half. Um so they do feel like they are kind of plastic toys. Well, they're plastic. I mean, that's a, that's with you're going to end up with something like that. They're not like heavy duty metal cars or anything like that, right? Right, and part of that's a weight issue because most of the vehicles' weight is um, the batteries uh, is the battery and electronic system. Well, it allows you to drive them for longer if they're lighter weight. But mm-hmm. you know what? They still look cool. These are really neat looking cars, and they've got other interesting features too. They have LED indicators on them. Right. Uh, yeah. The front the front wheels don't steer. It steers with the back wheels using uh, what they call it torque vectoring. I think is what they called it. Yeah, which is really interesting because it's kind of counterintuitive. Uh, they're driven by a pair of small electric motors. Uh, these uh, torque vectoring techniques were new to me. 
when I learned about it. Yeah, it's strange to think that, you know, these little cars, you would almost just think that they have to turn for some reason. I don't know why I thought that. Now, slot cars, obviously, they're going to follow the slot. Right. And, and follow the, uh, the copper leads that go around the track, right? So I understand that. But, you know, you would think that something that has a wide open surface, no slots, no anything that it has to follow, no, no lane path, you would think that the front wheels have to turn, but they don't. They just kind of skim along the surface, and the back wheels are what they do what they do the steering with. They either add power, reduce power, in order to swing the front end around. Yeah, and most of the weight is in the back for these for these cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most of the weight and the steering is in the back. One thing we should point out: I don't know if we said it. The tires themselves are actually rubber. So um, the back tires, the back tires, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for for grip, right? Right, exactly. And uh, one other thing we should mention about the LED that I, I love this write up. Uh, so the LED flashes red, green, and blue, so it indicates if it's charging, if it has a full charge, if it's ready to play. Um, but watch out, says the write up, because when it pulses red, that means the robots are in charge. Oh boy, the AI. That's a little scary. You know, when I when we do the creepy voice, maybe we're making it scarier than it is. I think it's really cool. Now, of course, anybody who's a fan of gaming or video games realizes that racing AI has grown significantly more intelligent over time, you know, if you're playing any kind of racing video game. Sure. This is different since it's uh, physical, right? Yeah, that's the big deal about this. And I, I promise we're going to get to the, the cars themselves in just a moment. But, you know, we've talked a little bit about some of the features, but they're, they've got names and, and special features and everything. They're really neat. But, right. you know, the, the cool thing about this whole technology is that, it's bringing it from the virtual world, I guess, into the real world. So it's you're controlling something in in real life. Mm-hmm. You, know, you brought like the video game out onto your desktop. Really, is what you've done. Yeah, I, you know, I like that you said it that way. That's a good point. So what what do we bring here? Um, let's see. With other stuff about the cars, we can talk about. You mentioned the names. They do have names. Yeah, they've got. Uh, you know what? There are, there are actually five cars, Ben. There's a, there's a, a bonus cars. I'll tell you about in just a minute. But they've got kind of funny names, and they're in different classes. And I'll and I'll explain that too. Uh, there's one called the Kurai. Yeah, that uh, Kurai is yellow with uh, black uh, paint splashes. Mm-hmm. And that is a striker class car, which means that it's very aggressive. It's probably got more speed, more agility. These cars um, kind of have personalities. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know what? One thing is that when you look these cars up, you're going to find that they have like these these rating systems almost, mm-hmm. like what features they have, what they allow, and you know speed, agility, acceleration, energy. Of course, energy is listed and recharge. You know if you need to. Also, you know upgrades are going to be mentioned. You know if they mm-hmm. have like this inductive shield or you know extra speed. You know like incredible acceleration, whatever happens to be a rail gun, uh, time, you know, time charges, deflector shields, you know, that type of thing. Right. So all kinds of different features on these things. And the uh, next one is, yeah. uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the next one, the one that comes in the starter kit is Boson. Oh, Boson. Okay, yeah. Boson is a striker class car. So mm-hmm. that's another one that's a striker class. So Kurai and, and Boson are in striker class. And if you want to go into the defensive class, uh-huh. there's Roe. Uh, which is, uh, you know, again, it's probably going to be very agile, and I bet it's going to, you know, be able to uh, the block. It's going to have blocking capabilities, yeah, that the other ones don't. And then there's also Catal, and Catal is another defense class vehicle. And then there's a limited edition car 
that's available right now, and it's called, and there's no pronunciation for this one, but I'm just going to say it's Corax. Mm-hmm. And this one has this one has double the offensive capability. I'm sorry, double the yeah, double the offensive capability, but no defense ability. <laughs> so this one is like to me, Corax is probably going to be a really fast car, very yeah, agile, and uh, also very prone to collisions. Well, yeah, and the defense comes in. You know, to play when you're talking about you know battling with like this laser tag situation, you know where your your opponents are trying to shoot you off the track, and when they do shoot you, you know you spin out and you go off the side, and you have to replace the car on the on the track. Yeah. And I think you can play games up to you know five of those or ten or fifteen or whatever the set number is. Oh yeah, like a set and match. Exactly. Yeah. So they're shooting each other off the track. You're shooting them off the track. It's uh, it's kind of a a fun dogfight type situation mm-hmm. that's going on. And uh, we should also just mention that. You can check out videos of this game in action. This is not a smoke and mirrors, wouldn't it be neat kind of concept or vaporware. This is a real product that people can actually buy. And uh, one thing that might surprise a lot of people uh, about the the drive that it does have in common with old-fashioned slot cars is that just ahead of the rear wheels, there are copper contacts. Yeah, it has to have copper contacts in the bottom for charging, right? Right. So it's not it's not that far into the future, yeah, and, guys. And the other thing on the bottom is I think it had a uh, sensor that reads the track, right? So there's a sensor that has to remain clear. So I would think that you know, along the 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 car maintenance, you know, keeping the wheels clean, you know, keeping those contacts clean for charging, you know, there's there's a little bit of car maintenance, but probably nothing like there was in the old slot cars with the you know you had to keep the springs. In place, you had to make sure that everything was clean. You had to, you know, yeah. There was, there's more to a slot car maintenance, I think, than there would be, you know, with with a an Aki drive car. I think. Yeah. Let me ask you, would uh, which car would you drive? Oh my gosh, man! I my instinct is to say the Corax car. I the, knew it. The, the fast one, but you know, I would I would say one of the Striker class cars. Yeah, I I think that's reasonable. Um, we we have to act now if we want to get that Corax. Yeah, I think so. For the uh, House of Works Championship. Well, especially before the holidays, because they're probably, I mean, I'm guessing that's going to be the big seller. Anything limited edition seems to sell out quickly, right? Mm-hmm. So what about, what about you? What would you drive? Uh, I would, I would probably go for the Boson, uh, you know, again, striker class, mm-hmm. but if I could get my hands on the Quarax, I would try that because, uh, you know, if you're, if you're going to be playing a racing game, then, then go the whole nine yards. You better race. That's right. Yeah, yeah if you're yeah. going to be a bear, be a grizzly, man. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, there's there's a, a time and a place for the uh, the defensive class cars, right? But sure. Uh, you know, it's fun just to go out there and go fast. And that time is when we're yeah. playing other now, podcasters. Now, Ben, I do have to ask you. We're getting close to the end, and I I do have yeah. one kind of like one last thing that I want to cover at the end here. But I, I want to ask you a question first. Okay. Do you think that the system, after we've watched some videos of this being played, and we've seen the cars, and we've seen we've learned all about the system, and it's a very advanced system. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is a toy for kids or do you think this is a toy for adults? Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. The podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot 
and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Ooh, okay. Good question. I have maybe a different philosophy. I think this is for all ages uh, for a couple of reasons. First, it's family-friendly and fascinating. Second, it has the ability, because it's software-based, has the ability to be hacked, has the ability to have modifications come out from the manufacturers. I could, I could see, you know, the happiest 10 year old on her or his street getting this and playing it for a number of years. But I could also see, you know, college students or even just like tech guys, uh, getting this and being the happiest guy on their street. You I know almost, I mean? They could almost form a league or something if they wanted to, right? All around this. Yeah. They could. Oh man. Racing leagues, Anki racing mm-hmm. leagues. I see where you're going. Yeah, I think I think this kind of toy is good because it's it's um right now it's a toy that illustrates some really exciting concepts uh, just from a technical perspective, and it's also tapping into the nostalgia that a lot of people might feel for slot cars. You've just said everything that I feel about this as well because I think that kids could be completely happy with it, just kind of. And I'll say mindlessly playing with it, you know, like they would with a slot car set. Uh-huh. You know, that maybe, you know, at 20 minutes at a time, I guess. Yeah. You know, but they would, they would have a lot of fun just playing with the toy car set that mom or dad bought them for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I got that. But also I think that people that have more of a deeper understanding about what they're actually seeing, they're, they're, they've got a system where it's learning and it's, it's playing against you and it's a challenge. It's more of a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to beat it this time. I'm going to try, you know, they've got different levels. They've got easy, medium and hard levels. Right. And you could see someone 
everyone challenging themselves to eventually get up to the hardest level and then challenge their friends and, you know, et cetera. It's, it kind of snowballs from there, right? Also, I could see somebody who is, you know, again, nostalgic for this type of thing, you know, somebody that, that grew up with slot cars in their past. They could say, well, this is like the, the latest and greatest. I'm going to keep my slot cars in the basement, but I'm also going to play with this because it's the latest, greatest technology. And, you know, I want to stay on top of things because I think this system, I think it's going to grow. I think that they're going to come out with new tracks. Mm-hmm. I would think that they would. They haven't, you know, Anki hasn't said that they're going to come out with anything new. They haven't mentioned a new track at all, but I could see this, you know, having some amazing complex track that mm-hmm. comes out that would be even, you know, much more fun to play on. I mean, there's this one simple layout to begin with, and that's something that the original slot cars have over this is that you could configure the track any way you wanted. Yeah. You could, you could make, uh, you know, jumps and bridges and, you know, overpasses, underpasses, whatever. This one you can't do that yet, but I think that they're going to. Yeah, I have I have two things for that. One is a statement that might interest you. The other is a question. Statement that might interest you, Scott. They imply heavily that they'll have new tracks and new software coming out because if you check out some of the information here, one of the neat things about this is that you don't have to have an internet connection to play because mm-hmm. your device is so close to the track, you know, that you can just send it out without having to connect through the internet. Uh, second thing, uh, I have to ask you, what, if any, implications do you think this could have for autonomous vehicles or infrastructure in the future? Oh, Ben, you had to bring it down to self-driving cars, didn't you? It's not self-driving ca- It's not self-driving cars. Okay, it kind of is. It kind of is, yeah. And I mean, I guess, man, I, I suppose there's something about this. But, you know, then again, they're on the, the surface that has this infrared technology built in and all these codes and everything. And that right. becomes that becomes the infrastructure that we always talk about. That's the hard part yep. of, about autonomous vehicles. If you can... Provide a system that does not use anything that's built in, like, you know, buried pucks in the road or sensors built into every single line on the, on the highway. Mm-hmm. Then something will, you, you can get it to work. And, and companies are getting things to work like that, like Audi's, you know, creating things like that. Right. BMW and, I mean, all these self-parking cars, they've got smaller versions of that. And of course, the Google, Google cars that are driving themselves. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't okay. see this technology going, going exactly into that, but maybe some of the learning, some of the, uh, some of the, the software ideas. Exactly. Okay. Here's my pitch. Check this out. I think this would interest you. What if, what if this company took a, um, you know, had some huge grants or whatever and made a scale map, a scale vinyl map of a, a small city of some sort and then populated with these cars. Now, this would be enormously expensive, right, for a number of reasons, but that would be one of the safest ways to see what a city of autonomous cars would actually work like. You're talking about a full-size mock-up. I'm talking about full-size mock-up, to scale, so, you know, not... So that would be easily, easily hundreds of millions of dollars, but um, it would also be a death-proof way to test this kind of technology. Okay. Also, though, we talked about this mat, and you can't even, you can't walk on it, you can't clean it with chemicals. What happens when it snows and you've got a, a snowplow scraping across the surface? Or what happens yeah. when, you know, somebody's uh, car is leaking hot oil, hot or, oil yeah. all over the place, mm-hmm. you know, and um, accidents where, you know, things have scraped the surface, then, you know, there's these interruptions in the in the communication. Right. If this were a real-world application, there would have to be some heavy, um, heavy, heavy technology put into 
protecting those sensors. They have to be like embedded in the pavement, but still close enough to see, receive messages. See, the infrastructure is always the problem with these. It's not that, you know, the cars, I mean, sure, we can develop cars that drive like the Google car, but it does so based on GPS and, and right. mapping, and it knows exactly where it is, you know, via satellite. Yeah. It's not like it's using the road surface itself in order to to navigate. But wouldn't it be cool to see just a little city of Anki cars driving around? <laughs> that would be really cool. In fact, that would be a fun game. If let's say that you know they made one that's the size of the studio, and you could release fifty cars into the system and just let them go on AI and see what everybody does. And they could have little you know FedEx trucks making deliveries, and you could have people that you know are getting onto buses and things. That'd be a great way to teach kids about civil engineering, so they could grow up and make traffic less messed up than you know, what we have in Atlanta. You know, they're bringing racing into real life. Well, I mean, this is almost like like Sim City or something. Yes. This is like a Nail real this is almost like a small version we're talking about like a real real yeah. world version of Sim City, but you know, scaled down so it fits in one room maybe. They should hire us because that is a fantastic idea. Um Okay, I digressed again. What is, what, what's our big note we're ending on? All right, well, I don't know if it's a big note or anything, but I think that some of our listeners can maybe relate to this. And this reminded me so much of a, of a particular race setup that I had when I was a kid, because, you know, I had slot cars, I had, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of race tracks and trains and all kinds of, I guess, boy toys. You know, You're like talking I, about I, the Anki track. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff that, that boys would love to play with when they're kids, you know, the, the, uh, the metal trucks and all that yeah, stuff, yeah. right? So one of the things that I got for Christmas one year was something called, Total Control Racing. Okay. And the big deal about Total Control Racing was that it was, again, like slot cars without the slots. And this was brand new at the time. It was a new idea. These cars would change lanes. You could change lanes using the, you know, the pull trigger controllers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, this. This one, you could actually change lanes. And that was something that you couldn't do up until this point because they were, they were, you know, stuck in their own lane via that slot. So now you've got cars that can, you know, supposedly pass and, and, you know, get around things and it's supposed to be a lot of fun, right? You can, uh, you can do whatever you want. They're very maneuverable, very controllable, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not the case. I'll tell you about that in a second. But it was, it was marketed from a, t- a company called the Ideal Toy Company and they did have one competition, uh, group that was going against them and it was called the Scale Electric. Uh, track, which was, uh, it, same idea, same different, same thing. Now, did these, these didn't have slots. TCR had no slots. TCR did not, as, as did, uh, Scale Electric, which didn't have slots as well. Same thing, you know, it was kind of like a, a different, uh, take on the same idea. And, again, no slots. It was like a, uh, um, a system that was around in the late 1970s to about the early 1980s, so it didn't last very long, and there's a couple of good reasons why it didn't last very long. All right, later on. And I, I can experience, I've experienced every one of these. Now, they, the, the system had what it called a jam car. There was a car that would, and this is why it reminds me of it, it's very, very similar. These jam cars would drive around without a controller. You put it on the track and it would just instantly go. And that reminds me of these AI cars, except this one wasn't learning. It was just mindlessly going around the track. <laughs> and what it was there for was for you to try to pass. You know, it was, uh, it was, it was part of the, the problem. It's like you know? your opponent. Yeah, it's kind of like your opponent. You would race against somebody else, but there would also be a jam car on the road. And it would oh, just mindlessly go about its business, True. right? To make things interesting. Exactly. And you would change lanes left, you know, with this controller, either slide in it, I can't remember if it's left or right or right to, you know, up or down or whatever mm-hmm. it was, but, Oftentimes, the the problem was when you were going too fast, the car would instantly be thrown to the outer edge of the track. And in slot cars, if you know anything about them, when you go too fast, you would just fly off of the track. Yep. Well, in this case, it had a uh, kind of a, a pretty good-sized wall 
on the outside edge of the track, and it would remain on the track, which was really good because you could drive fast. But at the fast you drove, you just knew that it was going to always be hugging the outside just edge. Just slam on that wall. Exactly. So you couldn't really control it enough to take it to the inside edge of a turn if you wanted to in order to make a, a really skilled pass. So, you know, the, there wasn't a whole lot of skill involved in driving these things. And, you know, this outer edge, I guess, you know, it, it kind of lessened the skill level that you needed in order to drive successfully in this thing. Oh, I see. Uh, it's hard to put this maybe the right way, but you know, they, they, the cars wore out really quickly. I mean, they were they were damaged quickly because there was a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that just went wrong with them. I mean, they, cause sure. they're sliding all over the track. It wasn't like they were in one place, and oftentimes they would roll over and they would be banged up pretty bad. You'd lose springs and they would fly out somewhere, you know, Is, uh, into heat, the carpet. You'd never find them. Was heat from friction a concern? That was, well, I, I don't Not know about really. so much that, but I'll tell you one thing that, that did make it go away, and this is probably the... the, the the biggest point, I guess, and why this whole system went away, um, is actually new child safety laws that came into effect. Ah, uh, yep. And <laughs> I know a lot of people are thinking, what, what could be wrong with, you know, a racetrack, right? Well, it's new regulations and the system, in order to operate properly, it required really about two amps of, of power. And the problem with this was that the system only had about a one half, uh, one half amp transformer. And even so, with that one half amp transformer, kids were getting shocks when they would try to replace the uh, the cars on the track. You know, like a yeah. car would fly off, they try to put it back on the track, and the <laughs> kids would get a little zap on their fingertips. Right? That's something that you know these child safety laws. They're not really they don't look at that too fondly, Ben, and say that you know, that's a safe toy. And I can, you know I can remember my my grandparents were there that that Christmas when I got that. Their dog put its wet nose on the track. Oh man! And got a real shock. I mean, like a like a real good zap. But anyways. Uh, so ideal, um, they actually had to back down the transformer to about a quarter amp from the, you know, the one half that they were at initially. And Ooh. it just, and so they backed it down even more, even, you know, and it was, I'm going to say inadequate, but it just wasn't enough to make it run properly before. And, uh, you know, of course that just led to things not working right. And that was about the end of it. Yeah. Thanks fun so, police. So, you know, it was a fun system. And if anybody remembers the TCR racing series or racing set that this is, this is very, very close to it, only a much more advanced, much newer, cooler design. And this is it. Now, obviously, for our listeners, you guys can tell that Scott and I are sold on Anki Drive systems. I am going to look into see, look into uh, getting one for work. I don't know if we can, but wouldn't it be cool? It might be cool. And you know what? I'd like to pick up a, uh, a TCR set now that I think about it, just for nostalgia purposes. All right, man. Well, you know, Christmas is coming up. Got to check out eBay. Play your cards right. Drop a few hints to the friends and family. Who knows? Uh in the meantime, we, of course, uh, would love to hear some of your slot car racing experiences. Tell us if you think you're going to buy an Anki Drive. Or if you already have one, because they were just made available, I think, earlier this month, right? I think right. Uh, towards the end of October is when these things yep. came around. So they're very, very recent. You can pick them up online. You can find them at Apple stores. This is not a paid advertisement. We just really think these are cool. So tell us what you think. You can hit us up with some feedback. You can also give us suggestions for upcoming episodes or just send us pictures of your car because we love that stuff too we are car stuff hsw on facebook and twitter you guys scott and i are legit we have a website called carstuffshow.com and if you want to send us an email yep you can do that at carstuff at discovery.com for more on this and thousands of other topics visit howstuffworks.com let us know what you think Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com.
there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 